Your Armed Forces Radio Service takes you to the famed Hollywood Bowl in Hollywood, California, for the second concert in the Silver Jubilee season of this world-renowned organization. Our soloist tonight is Isaac Stern, one of the most promising of the young American violinists, and the orchestra baton has been handed by the Hollywood Bowl musical director, Mr. Leopold Stokowski, to Macklin Marrow as guest conductor. Our program tonight consists of Wagner's overture to the Flying Dutchman, the Brahms Concerto for Violin in D Major, and the Saint-Saëns Rondo Capriccioso for Violin and Orchestra, featuring Mr. Stern as soloist. The Harianosh Suite by Kodai, and the waltzes from the Richard Strauss opera De Rosen Cavalier. All critics agree that at 26, Isaac Stern is one of the great violinists of this generation. Mr. Stern was born in Russia, but he was brought to San Francisco when he was one year old. He began his studies with the piano at six, turned to the violin at eight, and made his debut with the San Francisco Symphony at 11. Our guest conductor, Mr. Morrow, is no stranger to the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra, having been present at many of its recording sessions last season, and he has conducted many of the great orchestras in Europe. Our program opens with the overture to Richard Wagner's The Flying Dutchman, considered his first opera in which the voice of a genius can be recognized. The opera Rienzi, which preceded it, is too artificial and pompous, too much given to superficial pageantry to be considered a characteristic Wagnerian product. The Flying Dutchman was Wagner's first attempt at the music drama, a form which he was later to bring to great heights of perfection. And when the work was first performed in 1843, it puzzled the opera lovers of that day and left them with a feeling of dissatisfaction. It is appreciated today, however, because it marks Wagner's break with the ancient operatic form, the symphony, built up on one or more themes which have a poetic or dramatic significance. These themes are the leitmotifs, or basic musical phrases, and their use was to become a characteristic of Wagner's style of composition. This work will be followed immediately by the performance of one of the two major works for violin featuring our soloist, Mr. Isaac Stern, the Violin Concerto in D Major by Johannes Brahms. Brahms was characteristically much more concerned with the symphonic texture than with the niceties of writing music that should suit the violin naturally. But the work we are to hear tonight, difficult as it is, is the fruit of Brahms' maturity as a composer, abounding in the composer's profoundest musical thought and magnificent in its strength and originality. While it taxes even the virtuoso violinist with its undisciplined and fiery spirit of independence, it is an integrated masterpiece, certo form, a richness it had not known since Beethoven. It is interesting to note that in writing this work, Brahms had the advice of his friend Joachim, the greatest violin virtuoso of his day much of which the composer boldly rejected. However, when the first performance of the concerto was given in Leipzig in 1879, with the composer as conductor and his friend Joachim as soloist, Joachim played, according to a contemporary critic, with love and devotion. Mr. McInmarrow, our guest conductor, is now taking his place before the orchestra. Our program is to open first with Wagner's overture to the Flying Dutchman, and will be followed by the Brahms Violin Concerto in D Major.
Mr. Stern is acknowledging the audience's enthusiastic reception of his performance of the Brahms Violin Concerto in B major. We are now to have an intermission here in Hollywood Bowl, and we might take advantage of this time to tell you about the music we are to hear in the remainder of tonight's program. One of the most popular works by the modern Hungarian composer Zoltán Kodály is his folk opera, Hari Janos, from which the music in the suite we are to hear tonight is taken. Kodály's opera is based on a character famous in Hungarian folklore, Hari Janos, a teller of remarkable and not always credible tales. From this opera, Kodály later drew several representative sections and incorporated them in an orchestral suite which has become one of his most famous works. The suite is divided into six movements. In the first, a prelude entitled The Fairy Tale Begins, an opening chord represents a sneeze. For there is a superstition in Hungary that any story preceded by a sneeze must be true. Elaborate and incredible indeed is the tale that Harry Janos, or John Harry, has to tell his listeners, and it is beautifully developed by the full orchestra. In the second movement, Viennese musical clock, Harry stands in wondering contemplation of the rotating musical clock on the Imperial Palace in Vienna. In the third movement, titled Song, Harry and his beloved Orgia think nostalgically of their native village. The fourth movement, The Battle and Defeat of Napoleon, is martial in character, describing Harry's combat with Napoleon. The fifth movement is an intermezzo, rich with Hungarian colors and passions. And in the last movement, Entrance of the Emperor and His Court, Harry describes the magnificence of court life in Imperial Vienna. Thus ends the tale of Harry Janos. After the psychological and often grim realism of his tone poems and his operas, Salome and Electra, Richard Strauss and his librettist, Hugo von Hoffmannsthal, set out to create a sophisticated and often body drawing room comedy, giving it an 18th century Viennese setting. Der Rosenkavalier, as their work was called, has turned out since its Dresden premiere in 1911 to be by far the most enduring and popular of Strauss's stage works. It is from this score that the waltzes we are to hear tonight were selected. Our concluding work, and again featuring our soloist, Mr. Isaac Stern, is to be the Rondo Capriccioso for Violin and Orchestra by Camille Saint-Saëns. Evaluating the great French composer, one critic has written of Saint-Saëns, he may not have had the rugged power of a Berlioz, the emotional feeling of a Gounod, the mystic fervor of a César Franck, the insinuating charm of a Massenet. But Saint-Saëns is a typical Frenchman nonetheless. He is preeminently witty, and it is this quality which enables him to attack the direct forms of art and render them bearable. Thus, one critic. However, it should also be said, perhaps, that Saint-Saëns' musical characteristics of lucidity, versatility, and sense of proportion are admirably displayed in the work we are to hear. Now, Mr. Macklin Marrow, our guest conductor, has resumed his place before our Hollywood Bowl Orchestra, and in just a few seconds, our concert, the second in the Hollywood Bowl Silver Jubilee season, will continue.
Our soloist, Mr. Isaac Stern, now takes his place on the stage, and we are to hear the Rondo Capriccioso for Violin and Orchestra by Camille Saint-Saëns.
And with our soloist, Mr. Isaac Stern, and our guest conductor, Mr. Macklin Marrow, again acknowledging the enthusiastic reception being given them by the audience, we bring to a close this concert, the second in the Silver Jubilee season of the world-famous Hollywood Bowl here in Hollywood, California. Tonight's program included works by Wagner, Richard Strauss, the Hungarian composer Kodai, and featured our soloist in the violin concerto in D major by Johannes Brahms and in Camille Saint-Saëns' Rondo Capriccioso for violin and orchestra. This series of concerts is being made available to the men and women of our armed forces by the Hollywood Bowl Association. Your program notes were prepared by Sergeant Sidney Swirsky. And this is your commentator, Sergeant Bernard Dudley. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.